0: Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories podcast. My name is Dr. Brandon Beck, and I am so excited for you to be here to join us today. The goal of this show is to amplify the stories of amazing people, which serve as inspiration for your journey. Your story matters. It tells us who you are and who you want to be. Enjoy this opportunity to hear from these innovative thought leaders as they discuss what it means to unlock unlimited potential. If you are looking for an opportunity to connect further with me after this show, please visit BrandonBeckEDU.com to learn more about my speaking, coaching, consulting, and other offerings that are designed to help you and your organization find greater results in your journey. Welcome to the Unlocking Unlimited Potential Stories show. I am so excited to be here today. I have my special guest all the way from Maryland. He's a school leader in a private, independent K-12 school. He is also an author of an upcoming book and has a whole lot to say about leading schools based on your principles. So we're going to dive into that. But here he is, Bobby Policino. Bobby, how are you doing?
1: Doing great, Brandon. Thanks so much for having me today.
0: No, I appreciate it. This has been a long time coming and it's been really yeah. great following you and connecting with you. You're, you have a book coming out soon from Road to Awesome. So being yeah. able to connect with you and see you as part of that team, I've had the opportunity to see some of the great work and that you've been providing. and. Let's dive in. Let's just dive right in. I love to do that here. Let's just kind of start with you and how do you kind of got to this point? Because one thing that I find that I'm doing a lot on this show, I keep running into people that I have in contact and reach out who seem to be pretty happy and enjoying their career and seem to be that happens to be leading to some success. So how did you get to this point? So let's start it all the way back. Let's talk about your story.
1: I appreciate the opportunity to share that. Um, you know, it was it's an unexpected journey, so to speak. Uh, similar to you, I was a high school and college athlete, and, um, you know, I loved science and biology. I, I had no intentions of going into education. I wasn't sure what I was going to do in the, the biology field. Um, but coming out of college, I got a job offer to join the lacrosse staff at the University of Delaware, um, got an apartment there. Uh, started applying to the graduate programs there. Um, and about a weekend, I got a phone call from an older brother of a teammate of mine uh, who said, hey, listen, we're down at this small boarding school in Virginia. We had a biology teacher just resign and school starts in two weeks. Do you think you'd be up for an interview? Um, and I said, maybe. Talk to the, the coach at Delaware, Bob Schillinglaw. And he said, listen, go try it out for a year. I'll, I'll, I'll keep a spot on the staff for you. If it doesn't work out, you can come back and join us in a year. If it works out, great. You know, best of luck. And I really appreciate the way he handled that. Um, and two weeks into teaching, I was hooked. I mean, I, I was shocked at um, how rewarding. It's just maybe because I hadn't thought about it. Um, but, you know, the impact you can have on kids uh, was just inspiring, um, and I just really enjoyed it. And so I spent four years at that boarding school and then left and, and moved to my current school at Bullis. Um, and I've had an opportunity to teach science. I've also taught um, leadership in an entrepreneurship program. I've taught public speaking in our English department, um, coached, and then moved into administration. Uh, and one of the things that I've been able to see during this time is where... I was successful with certain leadership styles and approaches and where I failed um, and how to sort of merge those together and and put myself uh, in our school and our community on a path to to growth, improvement and uh, finding success.
0: Well, that leads me into some really interesting questions, because (laughs) the reflection is key and obviously going through the process of writing a book that really takes time to look back through all that you've done and all that you've become and really starting to, to narrate that journey. And so I know that's a very reflective journey personally doing it myself. Yeah. So where were you successful? What were your wins?
1: I think that, you know, part of it came from just having that, um, work ethic and that drive, you know, that was instilled in me, uh, by my parents. Um, my father, Um, served in the United States Marine Corps and served in Vietnam as a a wounded veteran there. Um, And and he really embedded that um, belief in my brother and myself that, you know, you can do what you want if you're willing to put in the time and the effort and the energy. And so, you know, as a young teacher and as a coach, you know, I, I put hours into my lesson plans and developing assessments and, you know, practice plans and scouting teams and, and coaching my teams, and um, was able to find success, you know, through that hard work uh, and that and that desire and that drive. Um, but that also led to some failures from the standpoint of not understanding why others didn't have that same drive or didn't have that same work ethic, and not stepping back to say, "Okay, what are they experiencing that maybe they don't have that same drive that you do right now?" And so, what's led to Um, me finding more success, you know, in the last few years has certainly been that reflection piece you talked about, um, in, uh, 2017, I started doing, um, daily, weekly and monthly reflections. I'd never done that before. Um, and, and starting to see where I was having success and where I wasn't, you know, what were the differences in those scenarios? Was it about me? You know, not enough sleep, um, you know, allowing myself to get frustrated, um, you know, whatever it may be, um, and so going through that process continued to allow me to find more success and and to refine the way that I have been able to to serve as a leader.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, using your successes as building blocks for the next best thing. Obviously we fail along the way. You mentioned some of the things already that you kind of learned from right away, you know, and now we've just, we're coming on to another year school we've been through, you know, the ringer we've been through some really crazy changes and uncertainties that we never expected to happen talk a little bit about what were some of the things that you think you're looking to improve based upon where you have failed?
1: Sure. Uh, you know, number one is continuing to listen to those around me, um, you know, to get that feedback and, and really make sure that as we come into this next, next school year, um, we're still checking in to see where our kids are socially, emotionally, you know, um, how are they responding to um, the increasing pressures as schools continue to go back to normal, so to speak? Um, and, and how are they responding to that? Um, same with your faculty members. You know, how are they handling it? As you said, um, teachers have been through the ringer, you know, the last couple of years and, and really making sure we're listening to them. Um, and also saying, OK, how are we moving forward? You know, how are we? providing support and also challenging our kids um, to grow and to um, continue to maintain that that grace that we need to give kids and adults for the challenges they're facing while also saying okay so how are we going to overcome this what can we do and and helping folks feel empowered about their situations um, to be able to find more success so that's going to be important um, it's also going to be important to, make sure that I am continuing to grow and find ways to improve, you know, as a leader in terms of, you know, how are my meetings going? How am I organizing those? How are we running those? You know, how are we staying focused on the tasks at hand? You know, how are we making sure that um, there are opportunities for people to learn and grow more? You know, a lot of the professional development those last two years was about, you know, educational technology, right? Like how are we reaching kids virtually and what does that look like? And um, so what do we want to keep from that? You know, what lessons are we taking forward and, and what experiences can we sunset? You know, what activities or lesson plans is it time to move on from um, and making sure that we're consistently going through this eco cycle where we say, okay, what did we do? Does it still work? If yes, how can we improve upon it? If no, Can we improve upon it or is it time to move on and sort of that consistent um, evolution of of all that we do in education?
0: Yeah, I mean, I pulled a lot of R's out of what you just said. Let's put it that way. So you're talking about reflecting and learning and being resourceful and being aware of the resources around you and listening to others. We're always talking about the big R relationships, most important. Nothing can be said more. It is nothing that we can never, ever, 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 ever take out of the conversation. Relationships yeah. are always gonna be there. Developing them is can be simple and complex, but relationships are key. That constant reflection, the reflection looking at what you did and, and looking at what we're doing so that we can move forward. And then finally, the response, all of that leads to the response and looking at that response and keeping that cycle going. I, you know, I really appreciate that perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, as we look into the future, I think we really need to look at our wins. I think we need Mm -hmm. to look at our wins. And we, before we look at our losses, it's very easy for us to look at all the losses to call it learning loss. I read a document the other day, put out by a state organization that actually use the words missed learning. And I was like, missed learning, missed learning time and missed teaching. I was like, wait, but I was teaching. Right. There every single day. So that's that you can't use that terminology around me. And I just, I think that that's because we operate from this deficit perspective. Like, what are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? What are we doing wrong? And that carries down so far as to the kids the students what are we doing wrong looking at social media looking at these things what did they do wrong why does it look like this why is their hair not done why they why don't they have the correct lighting why don't they have the correct sound Blah, dah, 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 dah. you know it's a it's a world in which we live that yes you know it's it's interesting so when you talk about principles and and not everybody sits down to write a book about leadership and set, and comes from the principal perspective. So why the principal perspective? The P-L-E, not the P-A-L.
1: Right. You know, for, for me, as I said, part of this is my journey. And, you know, a lot of the principles I was espousing in the building and talking to folks about, I wasn't necessarily living to the same standard um, outside of the building. And so that created some cognitive dissonance in my life and needing to say, okay, if this is what I'm saying I do or I am, then that needs to be true all of the time, you know, um, because integrity is about aligning what you say you do with what you do. And so what is that? And that, you know, that's um, a core value that I talk about in the book is um, integrity, courage and discipline and sort of what, what, do, what does each of those mean? And so for the principles, you know, one of them, I, I appreciate you bringing up relationships because that is one of the principles I have in there, relationship principles and talk about the fact that after every encounter, you need to reflect on whether or not you just added to that relationship or you detracted from that relationship. How did you contribute to the relationship? And, and I don't think it's enough just to try and maintain a relationship you should be strengthening it every time you come together. And if you don't, why didn't you? You know, what responsibility do you have in there that that relationship is not stronger because of the way you handled the situation in the hallway, in your office, in a meeting, or maybe at home with your children or your spouse? Uh, And so that's really important to me. The other R that you mentioned too, that I think is important is response, right? And not reacting, right? The response is that We have that time between what happens to us and what we do next. And we can either react immediately, which more often than not is not going to help the situation, or we can respond to it. You know, and that's what's so important is how do we respond? Because that is oftentimes what's going to allow you to strengthen a relationship that you have there. Um, So that's an important one. One other one I'll just add too, is again, going back to the, the struggles that we all faced in education the last two and a half years. um, I have one on fitness principles and I'm talking about mental fitness, uh, physical fitness, and spiritual fitness. And um, a lot of folks let that go for various reasons um, during the pandemic. Uh, One of the reasons that I feel I was able to, to manage all of the challenges successfully was because of my fitness, uh, having that, that, self-discipline to be up in the morning and exercise and continuing to read and, and finding ways to take advantage of the opportunity that was provided to us um, while we were at home in the morning. You know, not, not getting three kids up for school, getting them breakfast and driving them to school, but instead getting up at the same time and using some time to read and grow and plan and think about, okay, how are we going to handle this? And, you know, I'm talking specifically about the spring of 2020, um, you know, when we were all home and, uh, I think that sort of foundation I was able to lay there in that spring of twenty twenty around those fitness principles um, allowed me to to really um, successfully navigate the last two and a half years.
0: Yeah, those experiences that we encounter as in any career, in any part of our education, those experiences develop our principles and our responses come from our principles. Yes. And all of that is who we are and who we believe we really want to be and yeah. most importantly what is truest to us all. What what is most important. Yeah. Um and I think that's really interesting, you know, that that you know, you talk about being able to have the different categories of their life. I was listening to a podcast the other day with Jay Shetty And I forget, you know, the exact part or term that he used, but it was about the the quad. It was about the four things about the physical, the mental, the financial, the relationship, being able to have those four things and looking at each of those and putting your life into those buckets Mm -hmm. so that how you compartmentalize your time, because we can all be working 24 seven. You know, we all work, a lot of us work very hard. Um, But if you're working this hard, trying to serve so many other people, but you're not serving yourself or your own family, that's where, you know, the stickiness becomes for many of us. And we talk a little bit about that because I think that's important to think about as well is finding those things that make you happy, but finding the balance.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I talk a little bit about um, harmony as opposed to balance um, from the standpoint of um, balance to me sometimes means everything is equal. Right. And I don't know that your family and your work should be on equal footing all the time. Right. And so for me, this harmony is understanding as you look at your school calendar, which you know has ebbs and flows for all of us, depending on the time of year and saying, all right, you know, to your family, to your spouse, like this is going to be a a more challenging time. This is what's going to be going on at school. I might be late for dinner a couple of times. I might not be able to get to this game or whatever it may be. Um, And then in the summer, you know, for example, when you go on vacation, you shouldn't be working the whole time you're on vacation, right? This is the time for you to give back to your family. And um, I think sometimes people say, well, each day needs to be, you know, perfect between work, myself my family. That's just not going to happen. That's not reality. Um, but can I look back at the end of the week, at the end of the month, at the end of the year, and say that I was able to to give time to all of those different buckets and to be able to do so in a meaningful way? And, and that's important.
0: Yeah, so important. You know, when we talk about it and you talk about the work you're doing and you're talking about balancing all of that i mean that's the one thing a lot of us as educators you know most of the people that have been on this show they've they were once an educator or they still are an educator obviously we're all educators but they're still an active teacher or an active principal or an active school leader or superintendent and then there's people who've who've gone from being that to now this is what i do full-time and it's a different life you know it's in in I got to give a lot of credit to people out there that are hustling the way they are and going through all airports where they're canceling flights every day right. and and everything that's going on. But it's a real grind to be able to get out there, but it is also so purposeful. Yes. And We all, we talk about that. I mean, you talk about bringing this work and continuing to take this work to the next level as you continue to take it out there. So what do you kind of envision, um, the future of principled leadership for you?
1: You know, really what I hope happens with this book is that it provides an opportunity for current and aspiring leaders to, to take a look at steps that they can take, you know, to grow and improve. Um, I also see it as um, serving a, a certain degree of accountability for me. Right. I mean, part of that, Nervousness that you have about writing a book, right? Is how are you going to be judged or, or evaluated? What are people going to say about it? Even though that's not why you're writing it, you know. I think in some ways we write books so that we can learn more um, about others in the research that we do, but also learn about ourselves and and who we are. Um, you know. So, I, I say this now. We'll see in a couple months. But you know, I'm I'm going to welcome the person that comes in and says, hey this is what you wrote in the book that you say you do and that you should do, but I don't know that I see it all the time, you know, and that'll be, that's a great lesson for me, a great opportunity, you know, for someone to, to share with me uh, potentially. And then hopefully, you know, as people read the book and, and see some of their own um, paths or journeys in there, they reach out and, and I hope to be able to serve others, you know, outside of our community as well. I don't know what uh, shape or form that'll take um, but certainly being there for people. I think that um, a lot of school leaders get put into positions because of their strengths in other areas. You see great coaches become athletic directors, great teachers become department chairs, but they're not always given the guidance and the support that they need. And, and I believe that this book can help in some of those ways.
0: Yeah, no, that's really amazing. And I really think that that is what it's all about is you know, you have no idea what the impact of your words will be, but most importantly, it's the you behind it. It's, you know, you can read my book and you could read your book and, but, and you'll get a little sense of who we are, but most importantly, we're real human beings, nine times (laughs) out of 10. And if you reach out to us, we're going to be probably connecting back with you. And that's where that connection is, where you'll really get a chance to see who we are and what we're doing and why we're doing it you know but the book does tell the story and that's a really reflective process going through it and thinking through you know the important parts of what it is that you believe to be effective finding research going through there so what are some of the as you're going through what are some of the what are some of the principles based on is there any work in the field that you kind of pulled and, and tugged from a little bit to support your thoughts?
1: You know, some of the work was around, um, you know, stoicism and and looking at the work that Ryan Holiday has done in, in several of his books and sort of drawing on that. That's to me a, a large part around that response piece, you know, that I talked about, you know, we have that, that gap in that time of, of how we respond and sort of looking at that, Uh, and how that then impacts your relationships and sort of what's there. Um, looking at some of the work that Lainey Rall did in, uh, her book, Evolving with Gratitude that I was fortunate enough to contribute to, um, and sort of the research she has there, you know, uh, Lainey talks about kindness and gratitude, creating a loop of positivity, uh, that makes all of us more resilient. Um, you know, and and I think that's just such a great message there, um, And then also just looking at some of the work that happens uh, in schools that that I've read about, you know, by reading, you know, educators who are writing books. And I think getting some of that information, people that are in the field is so beneficial. Um, You know, sometimes when we take our our graduate level courses or we're getting our advanced degrees, we have professors talking to us that have never been in an elementary, middle or high school classroom other than as a student. And they're telling us what to expect or, you know. Um, what we're going to see. And they don't really have that knowledge. So it's been great to, to read, um, you know, what folks are doing or, you know, take George Curl's books because of a leader. And I know he just has the, uh, because of, or because of a teacher, I'm sorry. And then also has a second book out, you know, because of a teacher too. And, and learning from people that are in the field has helped contribute to that book as well.
0: Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And, and being able to bring in a wide range of authors, From a wide range of backgrounds is really amazing and you know that's the best part about it too is just being able to put it all together in one place is exciting and it's really fun so you know when we you've talked about so many different principles of what makes a great educator what makes a great leader one thing we do on this show is we dedicate the show to somebody who's out there unlocking unlimited potential in all whom they serve. So mm-hmm. you have somebody today you'd like to dedicate this episode to. Her name is Carrie Hosmer. So tell yep. us about Carrie.
1: So Carrie is an English teacher for us. She teaches a amazing class a humanities seminar where we combine AP u s. history and and uh, AP English uh, for eleventh graders. Um and in addition to that, she is our Dean of Student Life. Uh, She's incredibly positive in all that she does. And, you know, coming into this school year, not knowing where we were going to be doing things with COVID and everything, you know, she was adamant we were going to have a homecoming dance. I said, I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but she knew we were going to be able to pull it off. Um, And sure enough, we did. We had it in our stadium. And I think close to the entire upper school was there, which we'd never had happen before at our homecoming dance. Um, And she was a big driver in that. Uh, She brought back our FIRE Fridays with our Student Government Association that she leads. Uh, FIRE stands for Fun, Involvement, Recharge, and Enthusiasm. Uh, And we have high school students in our quad that are jumping rope, doing double dutch, throwing a football, playing spike ball. We have Giant Jenga, uh, Giant Connect Four. um, And you see high school kids laughing and smiling and having fun and acting like kids, uh, which we don't always let them do in high school. Sometimes we're, we're complaining that they're not making the decisions as young adults that they should be, um, instead of remembering that they're just kids. So she lifts up everybody she works with, You know the students, the Student Government Association, her colleagues, uh, and I just see her unlocking unlimited potential in, in all of us across the community. So I'm really grateful to have Carrie uh, on the team.
0: Shout out to Carrie. You got to give me that again, F-I-R-E. I'm writing it
1: down. So it's fun, involvement, recharge, and enthusiasm. Uh, and we do that. it uh, every Friday during lunch. We have a one-hour lunch uh, so the kids can grab something to eat and go play some games or play some games and then eat whatever, whatever works for them.
0: That's awesome. I love that. I love fire. I love everything about it. I am totally stealing it. Appreciate that. That's awesome. Congrats to you for such a big success there, Carrie, dreaming big and making things happen. That's what it's all about. We appreciate you. So it has been awesome connecting with you. This conversation, I've got a large page full of notes and it's (laughs) really been awesome digging into the principles with you. I really believe in in principles. I really believe in value-based education and I really like starting with the values up front I think that's important. Yeah. And I think that's a great way to organize a book. So excited for you and the journey to come. But one thing I do on this show is I ask everybody to finish my sentence. And it is this unlocking unlimited potential means.
1: Unlocking unlimited potential means that we see challenges as opportunities and we see failures as stepping stones on our path to consistent improvement. Uh, It's understanding that Uh, there's no such thing as perfection, but that we can get better every day. And on the days that we fall short, we have an opportunity the next day. And it's just about continued growth and improvement.
0: Yes, yes, yes. You will never have a day in your life where you will not experience challenges. Let's make sure we're all aware of that. You're always going to have challenges every single day. And how you use those as opportunities for growth and find the positivity in that is going to determine your happiness and success going forward. I totally agree with, with you. And I love that you're pushing the thinking there. I appreciate that. So what's next for you? I know the book is coming out, school year is coming up. You got a big, you know, big responsibility ahead of you to lead any school into the next year. So what's happening next?
1: It's exactly what you're talking about. It's, it's, about I nailed it, ready, you know, getting ready for the start of school, just making sure the plans are in place for when, when teachers come back, uh, which they report for us the last week of August, um, that they are given the opportunity and the time, uh, to be ready for their students, you know, and make sure we're not putting too much on them, you know, so how do I balance that sort of welcoming back and planning, but also giving them time, uh, and then, you know seeing what I need to do with the book and working with Darren and his fantastic team at Road to Awesome, um, being ready for that to come out, uh, you know, towards the end of 2022 and, and make sure that I'm, you know, available for folks as they need it. I'm really excited about what the book can do for them and, and want to be a resource to, to help people.
0: Absolutely. And all your contact information will be in the show notes for anybody, but please connect With Bobby, if you liked what you listened to, because as much as I liked it, I know you liked it. So you need to share this. You need to like it. You need to subscribe. Share this with a friend. Hopefully, this will help raise them up and make their day a little bit brighter and help them see those challenges as opportunities for growth. And if you have not signed up for the Something for You newsletter yet from brandonbeckedu.com, what are you waiting for? It's free, it's full of helpful tips and resources for you to continue to unlock unlimited potential on your journey. Head on over to the website, sign up, join me, talk to me, tell me what you like and tell me what you need. I am a content creator that is excited to create content for you. And for everybody out there, I would like you to remember in my closing, The journey towards unlocking unlimited potential begins with you. I hope everybody else that is out there continues to educate with passion. Bobby, thank you so much for joining me today.